Hagiga daf yud alef. Our masechet has been dedicated anonymously for the hatslacha and arichut yamim of Yaakov Yisrael ben Frida Sipora and Sarah Batzimcha. Shem Yarichim Mehem Batov, Ushnotem Ben Yaimim. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Ashadema, Nesiha Kehila, Eliyahu Ben Rahel. El Narefanalo, Betok Sha'al Chole Israel. Amen. So we begin today's daf on Yud Alef Amudrishon. And we're going to start at the two dots. I don't say about one third of the way down. So we say over here, Mikra Mu'at Vahalachot Merubot. We said in the Mishnah that some mitzvot uh, in the Torah, they have a minimum amount of pesukim, but there's a lot of halachot. The pesukim don't represent the myriads of halachot. And when the Mishnah listed a couple of those, the whole list at the end, where you have Mikra Mu'at Vahalachot Merubot. So the Gemara says, wait, we have some more that the Mishnah didn't list. Tana, Niga'im ve'aholot. The laws of Niga'im, of Tzara'at, uh, leprosy. The laws of Aholot, Tumat Ohel. Mikra Mu'at, not too much on those. Not too much on those, you have to go Tazriya Mesorah. Ve'alachot merubot. So the Gemara right away asked that question. Niga'im Mikra Mu'at? <laughs> you can't say Niga'im as Mikra Mu'at. I mean, we might not understand half those pesukim, but it's a lot of pesukim. Negaim mikra merubahu, a lot of pesukim. Amar Papa hachi kamar. Negaim mikra merubah b'halachot muatot. That's the opposite. You have a lot of pesukim, but not too many, you know, halachot. Aholot mikra muat b'halachot merubah. But aholot's the opposite. Little mikra, a lot of halachot. Umay nafkam mina. Okay, now you just give me. You know, information. What, what do I need to know this for? That this has a lot in Mikra, this has a lot in, in Mishnah. So the Gemara says, need to know it that if you have a question, which book to open? If you have a question in the laws of Niga'im, well, you'll probably find it in the text. Go open up the Humash, because aholot. But if you have an issue in the laws of Aholot, not too much mikra. So you're better off going to the Mishnah. Ayen bematnitin. Go to the Mishnah. Dinim. This is dinim amonot. The Gemara says dinim amonot. Mechtav ketivan. I mean the whole parashat mishpatim. is dinim amonot. Why are you saying that that would be a mikra mu'at? Well, that mikra mu'at, I think it says over there at the end of the Mishnah, if you read it regarding these dinim, avodot, tarot, so it sounds like they have support. That's all they have is support. Sounds like there's something there, but you know, that what to rely on, as we would say. But uh, it's more than what to rely on. The whole Parashat Mishpatim is Mikra Miruba. It's more than Yishlaim Amashi Yismochu. Mikhtam Kitivan. It's actually written. We need it for the B. The Tanya. The B Omer. Nefesh tachat nefesh. The pasuk says that you have nefesh tachat nefesh, soul for a soul. So what are we talking about over here? Two guys were fighting, and the lady got mixed up. She was refereeing, and uh, by mistake, the punch landed, and the guy ducked, and the punch landed in the lady and killed her. Unintentional. So the pasuk says, soul for a soul. Now, literally, it sounds like it means he killed, so he's got to get killed. But it's not the case. Gemara says, Nefesh tahat nefesh mamon. It's a monetary payment. Gemara says, what do you mean? Who told you it's a monetary payment? Ata omer mamon. Eno ela nefesh mamash. Maybe it's nefesh mamash. So Gemara says, Neemra netina lemata. It says netina lemata, which is in our case. Venatan. The first case above that is talking about where they punched a pregnant lady and she had a miscarriage. And the Torah says, 
So the Torah says you go to the judges and you make a monetary compensation for the miscarriage. So the Gemara says, just like the case of the miscarriage, which is juxtaposed next to the case where they actually killed the lady, just like the miscarriage case is money, so to the case of killing the lady is also money. Because it says, that's giving. So therefore, that's what it means, there's what to rely on on that case of nefesh tahad nefesh. Not written beferush. Yeah, some, some has some uh, some basis based on this gezera uh, shema uh, that we just said. If you look at Rashi, dechtiv nefesh tahad nefesh im ason yeh shemeta haisha. Oh, that's on. The lady died. Yitin mamon deme haisha liyorshia to the inheritors. Shein aleach yuv mita sheloned kaven la. Right, he didn't mitkaven. It wasn't premeditated. Ela lachavero. Right? He was intending to kill his friend. Even though he had covenant to kill, they didn't have the covenant to kill that lady. So the law is Mishalimamonut is when he killed the not the lady, but he killed the baby. That's clearly a monetary payment. Mamon, Umay Nefesh, Demeha Nefesh. So that is the uh, source for that halacha. And that's what it means when it says that there's certain things that are not beferush, like Nefesh, Tahat Nefesh, not beferush, Mamon. But yes, there's what to, there's what to uh, rely on. The Gemara says then, Avodot. Avodot is what? Avodat korbanot. So Avodat korbanot is another item that is written in the Torah and what to rely on? What to rely on? The whole book of Vayikra is all about the Korbanot. It's more than what to rely on. So the Gemara right away says, Mechtav Ketiva. It is written. Lo netzrecha eda leholachat adam. It's an amazing thing. Holachat adam, which is a pivotal part of the Avodah. Taking the blood from the cup that you received it in. And the queen has to walk it to the Mizbeah. There's no Pasuk in the Torah explicitly that mentions this service called Holachat Adam. Even though it's a key service in the Korban, it's not written. Or it's not written explicitly. Why? Netanya. Vekribu. Now, Vekribu, this is talking about that after they slaughter the animal, the Torah right away says, after you make Sha'ita, Vekribu. Now, it can't be this Vekribu to mean that right after you slaughter the animal, you bring it to the Mizbeah. You're missing a step. Before you bring it to the Mizbeah, you got to catch the blood. So therefore, Even though the Torah uses the word uh, which literally means you bring it close to the Mizbeah, it doesn't mean that. Because you can't skip steps. Okay, so then the question then is, so it means Kabbalat Adam. So the Pasuk should say, Why would you write Kabbalat Adam Belashon Hekribu? Use the right word. And the Torah used Kabbalat Adam, but it referred to it as Holacha. Why? Because we see Dichtiv. There's no question about that part. That pasuk means that the Kohen will take all the parts of the animal, and he will bring it to the Mizbeah. And no question about that when it says, it's talking about the animal parts. That pasuk is clearly talking about. We're, we're, we're trying to tr- find the source, not for holachat evarim. We're trying to find the source for holachat hadam. So therefore, how do we know holachat hadam? Lememra de holacha lo tefka mechlal kabbalah. Right. And even though that pasuk vekribu is talking about kabbalah, but don't take it out of its natural interpretation, because we see that vekribu in the text somewhere else also means holacha. So therefore, it's referring to both. Referring to Kabbalat Adam ve'arkach holachat Adam. So therefore, it's Mikra, but it's not Beferush. Yesh to Alma, she says, Zu Kabbalat Adam, Alpha Pishulashon even though it says Vekribu et Adam, which sounds like you should walk it to the Mizbeach, Ena Ela Kabbalah. That's right, written right after the Shekita. Ve'en holacha Ela Imkim Kibbal Adam. You can't do holacha unless you receive the blood. Take all the innards. 
insides be kriva kohen et akov vektir mizbeh alzu holak at benel kivut ilu aktera behedja ketiv vektir mizbeh halot tafke mechlal kabala lechol devarei ba'af agav shehi avoda sheefshal lebatela now even though akrava shechita you can't do without obviously kabalat adam you can't do without holachat dam lemizbeh is an item that you can actually do away with how slaughter it next to the mizbeh if you slaughter next to the mizbeh and so it's not needed. But if you did do it far from the mizbeah, obviously it becomes an esr. Sheim not says shuhim not said the mizbeah vezorek. Hechad de lo batla avodai umefaglinan et akorban emachshavatam. But it's an important avodah that if the kohen had pigul at the time that he was doing it, it'll render the korban pasul. It's nichin kohen in the kohen bigde kehuna uposel ba onen onen cannot do it as well. Viyoshev right avodah is going to be meomed v'arel. So therefore, the point is that holakat adam is not just a, a technical to get it to the mizbeah. It is part of the services, and therefore all the laws of kehuna and who's fit and who's unfit will apply to that service as uh, well. Teorot or taorot. So the Gemara says, yeah, yesh lo amachi yismochu. What to rely on? What to rely on? The Gemara says, mechtav ketivan. It's written. Many pesukim talking about tumah v'tahara. Lord, it's ka'elah shiur mikveh. Nowhere in the Torah does it say how much water could be should be in a mikveh, but it gives us a hint to it. The loketiva, the tanya, v'rahatz b'mayim. Now, b'mayim, the water, the water teaches us what special waters. What type of special waters are we talking about? The mikveh. Et kol besaro. What does et kol besaro come and teach us? Water that if the guy, let's say, lies down, it'll cover his whole body. Now, how much water is that that covers a normal body? So we have to figure out what's the average size of a body and when he lies down and how much water has to be, you know, in order to cover that body. So the Gemara says, Not written, but by the height of Shalosh Amot. That's so. It's one by one by three. And the rabbis gave you a, a liquid measure to it. What is what? So although it's not written explicitly, but it just says water that can cover an entire uh, body. So therefore, what's the word to cover the entire body? Gave you that. Shudashi. Uh, which is the water. It's like a hair. Behamayim. Now you learned some grammar how a patah is used in the beginning of a word. Bamayim is as if it said behamayim. sheuvin. Miu, meaning you're not allowed to have sheuvin, which means water that was drawn. Miu mayim hayim lo You don't got to have, you know, fresh uh, spring water. Midikti bezav mayim hayim. Which means there's mayim and there's mayim hayim. So therefore, till it says hayim, doesn't mean, you know, spring water. Even though it's rainwater, it's considered special waters. It has to be not sheuvin. Okay, fine. Now we continue, and the Gemara says that temeot uh, things regarding the laws of tumah. Yeah, not too many pesukim, but you have what to rely on. What do you mean? Mechtav ketivan. I mean, a lot of stuff in the Torah talking about the laws of Tum'ah. The law is that a Sheretz, it's one of the rodents, in its death, it's metameh, the person, the size of a lentil. No mention of that lentil size in the Torah. So how do you know it? Netanya. Bahim. It says that anybody that touches them will become tameh. Yachol bechulam. Maybe you have to touch the whole thing, meaning it has to be complete, the sheditz. Tamur domar, mehim, from them. So from them sounds like what? Only part of them. Yaakob miksatam, the only part. Tamur domar, bahim. So we have over here a collision between the word bahim, which sounds like the whole item, and then we have mehim, which sounds like part of the item. So how do you reconcile that? So Gemara says, ha-ketzad, ha-chi-yega, you have to touch at least part of it that has the status of the whole. Which is what? 
And the Chamim said it's an adasha the size of a lentil. Why is that part considered like the whole? She can homet techilato adasha. Homet, which is one of the the shiratzim, the eight shiratzim that Torah talks about, is a homet. And when a homet is born, its size is the size of an adasha. So therefore, what do you see from here? Adasha is the smallest sheretz that you have that is whole. So therefore, mehem bahem, the shi'ur that is part but can be complete. And therefore, since we found in this list of sheratzim that there is a sheretz that starts off the size of a lentil, so therefore, in the case of the homet, it is bahem. And therefore, once you find the size of a lentil that's bahem, if you touch a sheretz mehem, that size of a sheretz, it'll be also rendering the person tameh. Uh, just in case anybody wants to know what the homets is, the homet, I'm sorry, that she says, it is the limpsa. Now you know what it is? That she says, it grows in the shell, and it, and it winds itself up, rolls itself up, sounds like a snail. Call kama shigadil. Is that what he says? Yeah, that, he, must say he says snail. Yes. Okay, there you go. Snail, S-N-A-I-L, snail. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yosef, the name of Rabbi Yehuda said, Kesanab like the tail of a lizard. Now, why is that the shi'ur of Tum'ah? Lefi shemifarkeset. Anybody cut the tail of a lizard, the tail actually has like spasms, jumps around. So that's a mixat, leta'az, one of the shiratim. So even though you cut it off, the leta'az, the tail, it's a mixat, but it's like kulo because it still has hayut, exactly, some nerves there. So therefore, that is the show of mahlokin. Is it a shoot of adasha or is it a shoot of znav? Now the Gibraltar says adayot. So, so, so that's, bigger, that's a bigger, bigger, bigger. Uh, bigger. Front, front. Uh, the, not, he's not just saying that that's the... No, different shiur. Arayot. Arayot. So it says, Arayot, yeah, what to rely on? What to rely on? We just did Sifra Hainuk for three weeks. Every Arayot is written in the Torah with all the details. Now, obviously, you tell me, hey, you I ain't The Gebrat Harimot. No, don't say that for a specific Arayot, which is what? Which means, for our purposes, daughter out of wedlock. I gave an example of but it means his daughter out of wedlock he cannot go with. You might have thought, that's not really a daughter. You weren't married to the girl. So maybe that's not. No, nonetheless, it is a daughter. Now imagine that. Daughter is written in the Torah. But daughter out of wedlock is not written. It is not written. Let's just read the Rashi top line. The Ilu. Bitom ishto ketiva. Right? Bitom ishto that's written. I guess it says, Irvat isha, ubita, mashma, ben shehabat mimenu, whether it's from him, ben meishahir, or whether it's his wife's daughter. Baram, exactly. Baram has a daughter from his wife. Uchtiv, kara harina, irvat, bat bincha, or bat bitecha. So that's the a granddaughter, either from his son or granddaughter from his daughter. So the Gabbara says, on that case, what's the granddaughter? What do you have to tell me granddaughter for? You told me over here already, and, and that, at first you told me daughter. Okay, fine. Now you're mentioning granddaughter. So the Gabbara says, oh, that's a special case. That's not a case for marriage. That's the case of out of wedlock. So we have a pasuk that tells me granddaughter out of wedlock. Bibito me'anusato. Why? Midelo'a asara katuv bat pita shel isa zu. Ela bebat habat shenolda hemenu. Right? The Torah did not osir. Hakatuv bat pita shel isa zu. This lady, the, his wife, the Torah did not forbid the granddaughter of his of that wife, it only was Osir Bito Ela Bebat Habat Shinulda Hemenu. Only that came from him is Osir the granddaughter, but not that came from her. So how could you tell me 
that we're talking about his wife's granddaughter. The Torah does not osed his wife's granddaughter. The Torah has only osed his granddaughter. So if the Torah is not osed his wife's granddaughter, so that pasuk that says granddaughter is asur, must be talking about not from wedlock. Must be talking about out of wedlock. That's anusa now. Bat bito bat Yuri. So we have another pasuk. It's not a yishlo machismochu. This is bifirush. Torah forbids granddaughter out of wedlock. Well, you have to assume if the granddaughter out of wedlock is a sur. So the daughter, kocheket. Now, loketiv. Bito loketiv. Now you're going to say, I don't need it to be written. I can employ what's called a kalvahomer. That if the granddaughter of a lady that's out of wedlock is forbidden, certainly a daughter. Now she asked that question. Vim tomar kuvav. What's it kuvav? Kalvahomer who? So it says, en mazirin minadin, ve'en onshim minadin. You're right. You could come to the conclusion of the Isud. But the only problem is, there's not going to be a punishment in such a case then. And we want a punishment. En onshim minadin. And the azhara has to be not from a kalvahomer. Every, every Isud has to have a warning pasuk. You can't warn from a kalvahomer. And therefore you can also have a Punishment, folks. So therefore, we don't want to just say that it's forbidden. We want to say it's a love and it's going to be punishable by karet. So therefore, how are we going to do that? We're going to have to write it explicitly somewhere. Or we're going to have to have some <laughs> biblical source. We cannot just rely on kavachomer. Now, kavachomer. Good. Now, so where do we know it from? So how do we know bitom anusato? We have a, what's called a double gezera shava. Zima, zima. Ohenna, henna, zima, zima. Let's get to this uh, double gezera shava. That's she. She says... Teaches me the isur of the daughter out of wedlock. We'll see how. What does Zima teach me? Lesrefa, the punishment. If it's Bemezid, with Hatra'ah, and all that, there's going to be a death sentence. What's the death sentence? Death by fire. Ketiv bin It says by where there's a marriage. Sha'ara, regular. Sha'ara, henna. Zima, he. Oh, I got both words there. I got a henna and I got a zima. Uchti be'on sin ki ervatecha henna. Okay, by the case of on, it means out of the wedlock uh, by the granddaughter. It says the word uh, henna. Ma ha'amur b'nesuin asak katu bita kebat bita. In wedlock, there's no difference between daughter and granddaughter. So therefore, out of wedlock, even though Torah only wrote Granddaughter, it means daughter as well. So we hand nod, to bring in the daughter. Now, what is Zima going to do? That's going to tell us the punishment. Once already we connected Anusa from the Su'a using the word Henna. Now they're linked. It's like it says it by Anusa. It does not, it's a big hadush we just said it. It does not say the word Zima by Anusa. It does not say. But once we linked it with Hemna, and we know that the punishment over here is Zima Serefa, so therefore, it's two for one. The Hemna brings that linkage of the punishment. How do you know Serefa? That they know from another pasuk. Because it doesn't say Serefa either by Nesua. So we have another pasuk that mentions Zima. So we do have a Zima, Zima, to learn the punishment by Nesua that Serefa. Zima, Zima is not Zima by Nesua to Anusa. The Zima by Nesua is to teach me how do I know that the Nesua, the daughter from Nesua, Gets serifa, zima zima somewhere else. Now, once I learn uh, 
that Nisuah gets Sirefa from Zima Zima. Now I go back to Anusa that I already linked it through Henna Henna, and I say the punishment is going to be as well by Anusa Sirefa. So you got how it's working? The Henna Henna links uh, Nis. A little confusing, but I think I've made it unconfusing. So uh, again, I'll say it again, honey. You have over here. That's something you would say, Joe. That's why I blame it on you. But so, <laughs> so you rub. He's, rub, he's rubbing off on you. <laughs> you sat there one day, ready to talk like that. So now, so now, so, so now, so now, you have over here, you have over here like this. You have over here like this. You have the word henna uh, written by Nisua. Okay, beautiful. It's not beautiful. It's a terrible case. It's his daughter. Okay, from uh, from wedlock. So the Torah comes along and says, that's Asur. Okay, that's Beferush. Not only his daughter's Asur, but the granddaughter also is Asur. Okay, good. Now, we know already by Anusa that the granddaughter is Asur. That, for some reason, the Torah decided to talk about the granddaughter out of wedlock. But the Torah, for whatever reason, skipped a generation. Skipped the daughter out of wedlock. So we got to figure that one. So we say, you know what? Just like by marriage, where it says the word Henna, it's daughter and granddaughter. And it says the word henna by out of wedlock, although it only says granddaughter, but you know what? We'll say they're the same. So daughter and granddaughter. Beauty. So now we know they're equal in who we're talking about. Daughter, granddaughter. But we still don't know the punishment. Now let's look at wedlock. Wedlock, it says the word zima. In another case, it says the word zima connected to serifa. So now I know the punishment of a daughter or a granddaughter in wedlock is serifa. Now, since I already linked Nisuin to out of wedlock, and I know through Henna Henna, I can now link the punishment and say that the punishment is also going to be Serifa. That's it. Tied with a bow on it. Now the Gibbara comes along and says, Hen Hen Gufe Torah. It says the last items that we listed in the Mishnah, Dinim and Avodot and Tumot and Taharot, and the, all these things that we just said, Arayot, this is the main part of the Torah. It's a gufet Torah. So the Gemara says, essence. Ani, in, anachlo. And what, Shabbat is not? All the, all the stuff you listed at the beginning of the Mishnah. Some major items over there. So the Gemara says, Ela ema, hen vahen, gufet Torah. Everything in the Mishnah is gufet Torah. Right, every letter is gufet Torah. Right, hen vahen. That's she. Only the stuff that's written explicitly is Gufet Torah. Which was another way of saying. Now we start the second Perik of Hagiga. Very esoteric Perik in Shas. We're going to have to read this slowly. Try to understand it to our best of our ability. A lot of these pages have. A lot of secrets that can really only be studied, you know, when with the uh, depth. Wait, with the rabbi, <laughs> exactly. Don't try this one. Right, don't try this one. It's tough, tough stuff. Endorshim ba'alayot b'shlosha. Okay. When you're teaching the parashah alayot, you do not teach the sugyah alayot b'shlosha. What does it mean, shlosha? You're one, obviously, because you're teaching it. And then two students <laughs> in front of you. Okay, Shnayim Behu. Can't teach it like that. So how do you teach it? We'll have to see. When you're learning Ma'aseh Bereshit, we thought that's the easiest perashah. Perashah Bereshit was learning in first grade. But here it's saying Ma'aseh Bereshit, you cannot learn it alone, meaning a rabbi teaching a student. We have to see why there's any limitations on how many students can attend a a class. What's the difference? How many people show up? They want to learn Torah, so teach them. So no, we need a we need a minimum. This class cannot be given unless there's four guys. This class can be given unless there's three. When we have a minimum on how many students need to show up, which means he can't learn it alone. Chariot. Unless he is a scholar. And he understands it on his own. That he doesn't need, you know, any uh, any interpretation, any help. Tosfot over here just says, So what is Bereshit? 
מעשה בראשית זה nice way of saying שם מ"ב, מעשה בראשית, מ"ב. זאת תוספות של פירוש שבנותם הוא שם ב"ב אותיות, היוצאי, היוצא בבראשית, ובפסוק של אחריו. So if you look at the, the first פסוק is what, 28 letters. And then what's the second פסוק? Another few more letters to equal somehow 42. So if you look, if you study the first two pesukim, you'll see that the configuration of these first two pesukim somehow bring us to shem membet, or maybe counting words. The first, the first pesuk is what seven, and what the second one is, or maybe combining. Point is, you can't study shem membet unless you have a certain minimum of talmidim. Do we, do we know what Tos was talking about, or not really? I'm saying it's, it's, it's how many guys we have here. Let's see how many guys we have here. We can start telling you what we're talking about. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they, I'm sure they have it. We'll open up the Maharsha in a second. Now the Gemara says, Kol ha-mistakel ba-arba'ad evarim, whoever ponders, mistakel means ponders, four items, any of these four items, ratui. Ratui is the Mishnah's way of saying, you know, ra'ui, or better not, better, would have been better off. Ratui lo ki'idu lo ba'al le'olam. Better off that he didn't come to the world. Okay, so these are the four items. Male ma'ala, what's above? Male mata, what's below? Male fnim, what's inside? Umale ahor, and what's behind? You have no problem because we have no idea what these things are. So therefore, how could you ponder something if you have no idea what they're talking about? So that she says, Male ma'ala, merakia, sha'alashia hayot. If you stop pondering, What is above the heads of the angels? Shnah says, don't go there. Malimata, what's under the heads of the angels? Malifnim, if you go all the way to the east, you know, what's at the end of the world, to the east? Malahor, what's to the west? These things will never bother anybody in this generation because all you care about is the Wi-Fi work. What's the Wi-Fi code? <laughs> You care about the matter, about the matter. We're so superficial that not, none of this stuff will ever be. You don't have to make vidui on Yom Kippur for this. You know, hashapti malimala malimata. Again, give me the Wi-Fi code. I'm happy. Anybody care about anything else? I don't think so. So, it's Baruch Hashem. It's not so applicable for us. Anybody say, you know what? I wonder what's on top of the heads of the hayot. Too busy looking at Olam Azeh. We didn't get out of Olam Asiyah. You know, these guys at least give them credit. Their brain was out of Asiyah, it was in Atsilut, and ah, you know, they, when they, their brains were in the heaven. Okay, give them credit, at least they're thinking. So the, the Mishnah says, hey, you know, you're going too high. Plus, <coughs> that there might be a good idea to get out of Olam Asiyah once in a while, you know. To take, uh, don't go so high, but uh, I'm just saying that some of these things are so beyond our scope. That, that was the Yitzhara of the olden days. You have to you know, stop them from going with them. Or maybe we'll find a practical, uh, you know, application for this as well. Let's see that she, because she quotes actually Tosafot over here. Eno yakol yot mashipiresh ha-moreh. Okay, who's the moreh? The moreh. Arambam. Moreh nebuchim. So right away, you know, we're getting into perplexed areas here. So you need a guide. <laughs> So then what is this over here? What is going to say? Which means, the Gemara sounds like that Lifnim is a historical event. Because the Gemara says, what's the difference if you're going to ponder what happened before? What happened, happened. That she sounds like it's talking about a place. Meaning, you can't ponder what's in that area. But from the Gebarat, it sounds like it's not a place, it's a time. So therefore, Tosfot says, uh, You cannot ponder what happened before the world. That, that's... Two different, two different things. Two different things. No. But she's going on Malifnim. That she said Malifnim is... What is all the way to the east? Malachor, what is all the way to the west? So it's a location. Tosfot saying it cannot be a location because the Gemara says, my lifnim, my dehava hava. 
sounds like it's a, it's a time. So therefore you cannot ponder things that happened before, which, which is a question that sometimes enters people's brains. Well, what was God doing before when it started? What was going on there? When did it start? What happened? What was the... The Mepharshim say, the first letter of the Torah is a bit. The bit is a wall. It's coming to tell you, you can't go past this wall over here. You got to go only the bit. is open forward. You can, the bit only allows you to read Bereshit. But you want to go the other way, there's a Mechitza over there. Don't, don't ponder that. And it's so dangerous, better you didn't come to the world. Furthermore, anybody that does not have mercy for the respect of his creator, doesn't show respect, doesn't have respect, also, better than come to the world. Now, now she's just going to give you some uh, translations. That's a way of saying he's better off not coming to the world. Because by coming to the world and getting involved in these things, he, he not only did not respect his creator, but he ruined himself. So he would have been better off not to be created. Ratui no. Tov ve'omer anishu lashon rachmanut. Ratui is lashon rachmanut. Kilomar miruhamhu. It would have been merciful. Im lo ba la'olam. We see it in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Torah Kohanim, a beautiful pshat here that she says. El elazar velitamar banav hanotarim. We thought, we thought that when it says elazar velitamar, banav hanotarim means the children that were left over. But that she brings from the Midrash, notarim meaning the ones that God showed mercy on. And notarim, ratui. God was merateh on Aharon. What does merateh mean? Merachem. And notarim. The ones that were a result of God's mercy. Okay, that's the that's the Mishnah. Let's read a little Gemara, and then we'll go to the, to the back. Amad Bereshah, you said in the beginning, Velo biyachid. You said that you can't learn Ma'asim Merkabah alone. Vadar Amadan, you told me, Ela imken haya hakam, unless he was a hakam, umevin middato, and he could understand alone. Understand means somebody's teaching it to him. So make up your mind. Which means that the rabbi that's going to teach him doesn't have to say things so explicit. The student that's listening will be mevin midato. He'll understand on his own. That means somebody's teaching. But you just told me that you can't even learn it alone unless you are a hakam. Mevin midato sounds like there's a Contradiction. So that she says, Amar, since he's alone and he can't even do that. No one's teaching it to him. Well, the only way for him to understand it if he's alone is And you told me it's forbidden to learn it alone. What sounds like he's alone and he understands it. You just told me if he's alone, he can't learn it. So there we have a seat out over here. Can, question of the Gemara Can you learn Maaseh and Kabbalah alone or not? The Mishnah sounds like to contradict. Okay, now we're revamping the Mishnah. You cannot be Doresh when it comes to Arayot. Meaning, not including the Doresh. You cannot teach Maaseh, I'm sorry, Arayot to three students. Not including the, uh, the rabbi. Why? We'll see. Two students you can teach. One student, no problem. Three, you got a problem. In this case, we say more is less. For some reason. You can't teach Maaseh Bereshit to two. See why. And you can't teach. This is all talking about teaching. You can't teach Maaseh Merkaba to one. Unless he'll understand it without having to elaborate. So again, now we revamp the whole Mishnah. 
We're not talking about subtotal of how many people are in the room. We're talking about the teacher, how many students can he teach these items to. She says, You can't teach to two, or the more so you can't teach it to three. But he won't have to ask the questions to the Rav because she's tapeklo. Why? Because not derech eretz to elaborate on ma'aseh merkaba. If the kid is a hakam, the student's a hakam, that uh, he can understand things, he's not going to ask too many questions, that's going to force the rabbi to be elaborate, then it's okay for the rabbi to teach that type of student. Okay, now let's go. And dorshin ba'arayot mishlosha. You cannot teach the penashah ba'arayot to three. Why not? I would say, more the merrier. Especially, Alayot is a big yetzer. A lot of people got to know these halachot. My tama. Ish, ish. El kol she'er besaro. We have a biblical source. It says, ish, ish. It says the word ish twice. Ish, ish, tre. That's two. She'er besaro had. So again, ish, ish. And the, the person introduces alayot. She'er besaro is another person. That's three. V'amarachmana lo tikrebu legalot erva. And what does it say? Lo tikrebu legalot. Don't reveal the laws of erva in front of three. Wow, so the Gemara momentarily even found the pasuk that could give a name to this halakha. So the Gemara says, once you start with this, you opened up what's called the Pandora's box. Why? Ela me'at adikhtiv. Ish, ish. Forbid. Ish ish. Who curses his his maker? Ish ish. Or ish ish that puts gives his son to the molech, which is Abu Dazara. Are you going to say the same thing? You're going to limit how many people can study these items? That's she. The Amar Rahmana, second white line. Don't come close to Galot. Don't come close to Galot. Don't come together all three. Ze etzel ze legalot tamir parashot arayot. Now, if you're going to tell me that, then you're going to tell me what? That when it comes to molech, you can't teach it with two. Or when it comes to uh, the other one, which is talking about mekalil uh, loav, ish ish two. Obviously, that ish ish is not coming to talk about how many people are in the room. Ela must be. We have a different source. It says. No, those we need already. No, we need those ish ishes. Those are used. Ish ish is coming to tell me to come and tell me that not only a Jew, but even a Goy is going to be subject to the issue of cursing. Or it says, Ish ish is including a Goy that's not allowed to worship Abu Dazara. So no, those are. Those are fixed. We know it. We know, we know, we know those. Those ish ishes are used already. But the ish ish over by Arayot, maybe it's coming to teach me how many people are in the room teaching. Understand? Maybe the ish is over there. Don't teach me how many people. Over there it's coming to include Goyim. Mashaykin over here, maybe it's coming to teach me the law of Endurshin Arayot Lishlosha. You must know. Hai nami mevayele. Lera botetanochrim. By the way, one of the seven Mizobinah Noah is Arayot. Now, they don't have exactly the same rules as we pointed out in the Hainuch classes, but they are Muzhar. They do definitely have certain Arayot. So that's why it's ish, 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 ish. So again, we're back to the question. Why is it forbidden to teach Arayot? Put a safeguard on my safe. Ushmartem is two. Ushmartem is plural. Mishmarti is one. Had. Baramahmana. What are you preserving? What are you guarding here? To keep away from the to'avot of the abominations of the nations. What's the abominations? Arayot. So therefore you see what? Keep away. When there's three people, keep away from this subject. Don't teach this subject in three. Oh, yeah? 
So now you're going to start with this Mishmeret, Mishmarti, you're going to run into problems with other Pesukim. Ela me'ata dekhtiv. Ushmartem et ha-Shabbat. Ushmartem et ha-Matzot. Ushmartem et Mishmeret ha-Kodesh. Hachinameh, hachinameh those Pesukim. Again, once you learn that, you'll come along and say that, but you can't teach these things unless you have one or two. Once you commit to one Ushmartem et Mishmarti, you have to apply that Logic all over. We haven't seen any restrictions the Gabe teaching El Shabbat or teaching, uh, you know, the Mitzvot. Ela Back to the subject. Ela, rejecting everything. How do you know you can't teach these things? My endorshim ariot beshlosha, endorshim besetre arayot beshlosha. Not arayot. Of course, you can teach arayot. We, we, we learn parashat aharemot. But you can't teach setre arayot. The stuff that's not written explicitly Kegon, we learned this one in the last Pedic, Right? How did we end the last Pedic? Daughter out of wedlock is not written anywhere. It's a henna, henna, zima, zima. That you can't teach with three. But two is okay. But three you can't. Something happens at three. The M Hamiv. Right? The mother of his uh, father-in-law. His mother's grandmother. His wife's grandmother. That's not written. Em Hamiv. Ve'em Hamoto. His mother-in-law's mother. His wife's grandmother, again, from his mother. Those are asud, don't get me wrong. But it's not written explicitly. Now, what would be the problem? I want to teach students. I don't want to show them that these things are indeed asud. And I'll make a chart, henna, henna, zima, zima, and show them. No, if there's three guys in the class, or the most or more, you're out. Gotta be, that can only be taught in a small class of two or one. Why? Gabara says, my tama. Sevarahu. Sevarah, simple logic. Betere, two guys. Kiyat vekamera bayu. When they sit in front of the Rebbe, had shakil v'tare b'hadera be. One guy is giving the Rabbi a hard time, you know, the questions back and forth. Ve'idach matzle udne legemara, and the other guy's what listening. And one guy in the space. When there's two guys, it's it's a controlled environment. So what happens in a shiur? One guy has a question to the rabbi. Rabbi, but you said this. What about that? What's the other guy doing? He's not on his cell phone. He's listening to the conversation. So therefore, he's going to catch all the information. Lata, what happens when you have three? Had shakil One guy is going to be talking back and forth with the rabbi. And what are the other two guys going to do? V'idach. G'anach. They talk. Because <laughs> they, they, they can. What happens? They, they space out. These guys, the guys talking to the rabbi. The two guys not talking to themselves. Where are we having lunch today? So therefore, then they wait till the rabbi's ready. Meanwhile, they're missing the whole no the whole diu, the whole discussion. What's going to happen? They're not listening to what the rabbi said. And they're going to make a mistake and they're going to come to be matir, something in Arayot. Because it's not written explicitly in the text. And therefore, the Rav is going to come and say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Hamiv. And he's got back and forth trying to explain it to the one guy. And the other two guys are talking. They're going to miss it. So if we don't want mistakes to come out. If that's the understanding of the Gemara, we should make a rule then in any helik of Torah. But this could happen in any class. But it could happen in the Dafyomi. You should say, you can't teach Dafyomi with more than three stukas. What's going to happen? The guy's going to be asking a question. That's it, but he's texting. So therefore, you, they're going to lose that conversation. They're going to make a mistake in, uh, maybe not Arayot, they'll make a mistake in Kashrut, whatever you're learning. Uh, Shaita, they'll make a mistake in Pesach. That logic is not limited to Arayot. It's a Sivara that applies the Chaurat to any classroom setting. Basically, you should say, you can't teach more than three students at any given time. The 
And the answer is an unbelievable truth about humans. Arayot Shani. Arayot are different. Immorality is a different breed of sin. Why? We have a law. When it comes to two Averot, there's natural uh, inclinations towards these Averot more than others. There's a gravitational pull that pulls the person naturally to Gezel, things of money, and things of Arayot. Gemara uses two languages over here. Mehammadatan is tahmod. That's a monetary thing where you covet other people's monetary. Umitaveh is lust. That's referring to arayot. That's why the Gemara uses those two terms. Mehammadatan umitaveh. Gezel is melashon homed, and arayot is melashon mitaveh. And therefore, since the guy naturally has a tendency towards it, and he wants to find loopholes, and he wants to find leniencies, and he'll rationalize because he wants to do it. So already he doesn't have the real objectivity when it comes to it because he's blinded by these two items. So therefore we're more concerned here that if he's not going to listen, not going to hear it, he'll come to Matiri because he wants to Matiri, because he has a, a leaning towards it. Therefore we're more concerned about things that he has a natural attraction towards. Now she says, Matzle. When there's one guy in the class or two guys in the class, the second guy will listen to the conversation. They talk to each other. That's a big... Big uh, Musad. If you look at the Mishnah Isharim, Isharim says that there's two levels on the path to the greatness. One level is called, we said, Zehirut. You gotta be careful. Be careful from Averot. A couple of chapters later, he introduces something that's called Nikiyut. And he says, basically, what's Nikiyut? Be careful from Averot. So, of course, we have to understand, he himself asked that question. If you're going to ask me, I already told you about Zahirut. Nikiyut, be clean. Clean from what? From Averot. I'm a Zahir already, I must be a Naki. So he says, no. A Zahir is somebody that's careful from the Mifur Samot, from the federal crimes, the ones that are known to everybody. This guy's not heisting a bank. Put it that way. That's, he knows that already. He knows that's a so He knows you can't put your hand in somebody else's pocket. And take money. He's not a he's not a kleptomaniac. If, if once you get past zehirut, you're not a klepto anymore. But when it comes to monetary things, as Mishlei, he quotes this Gemara. Since people love money, they don't see the law objectively. So therefore, even though the guy is zahir, even the zahir, if you don't see things for what they are. In a case where there's going to be money on the table, he'll always see that he's right. And he'll walk around saying, I'm Zahir, I'm not a thief, I didn't, I didn't hold up a bank. And he'll put the money in his pocket and give you 18 reasons why it belongs to him. But the Naki means he's clean from subjectivity. And since he's clean from subjectivity, he's able to see clear even things that he has a leaning towards. Even things like Arayot and and Gezel, where he has an attraction to, he's so removed from that, you know, Tava or Hemda, that when a case comes up, he's not blinded by the money, he's not blinded by the, he can see, see in Isud for what it really is. Now, you can be a Zahir and don't have so much objectivity in certain areas. So in Nikiyut, Misashim really, his main focus is these two Averot, Gezel and Arayot. He adds, of course, we can add to it. Eating. People love to eat. You can be a Zahid. Zahid means you don't eat ham. And also, you know, if it's available, you'll ask for Bishul Yisrael Sefaradi. Okay, because if it's available. And what? But when it comes to certain things, when you're hungry, where obviously everybody likes to eat, and now you rationalize, oh, I have this effect, I have that effect. You can write a nice teshuvah 
to matir anything. And before you know it, you're not eating ham, but you're eating stuff that is questionable. Because why? So any area in life with a natural ta'ava towards, you can rationalize it away, and you think that you're being objective. But only the naki will able to see uh, the difference between a sheep and a wolf. Okay, that's the Mishra Isharim Ayen Sham. But the Gemara then says, wait, the list over here is not only Adayot, there's Gezel on the list. So now the Chaura, we should make rules on how much people are in the class when you're teaching the laws of Gezel. Same thing, guys like money. You're going to have three guys in the class. The rabbi's talking to one guy. The other two are going to space out. And they're going to think that it's mutar to take this money. And then they don't learn the halakha from the rab. Iyachi gezel nameh. It's the question. Yomara says, gezel nameh, arayot, ben befanav, ben shelo, befanav, nafish yitzre. Amazing. There's another reality here. Arayot, even when the arayot are not in front of him, the yitzhar harav arayot is, is brewing. It doesn't always have to be when he's uh, in front of the arayot namash. When the money's in front of the guy on the table, then the yitzhar harav money is strong. But it's not always brewing in him, gezel. So therefore the shi'ur, we're not worried the shi'ur. The shi'ur is yitzhar harav, he's learning. But in Arayot, even so far now, we're worried. So Arayot and Giz, it's true there's a, there's a gravity towards a gravitational pull, but it's not the same. Rashi. Uh, exactly. When there's an opportunity for Gezel, then that Gezel, arouses very strong. But when there's no gezel on the table, you're not thinking about gezel necessarily. But arayot, the arayot don't have to be in front of him for an opportunity, but the yetzerah is still there. So therefore, even in the shi'ud, when you start talking about arayot, and this guy's not listening, and the yetzerah is always there, so therefore, you have to be concerned. Let's just catch up now in Maharsha for a minute. Let's see if the Maharsha is going to say something. I'm suspecting that he will. A lot. Barayot b'shlosha. Okay. Small words. Mukilah b'setre arayot. Perush Rashi. She'en mepurashot. Kegon. Bito. Manusato. Em hamiv. Akal. So that's she. Akal ashanam. So the 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 Rashi understood setre arayot, hidden arayot that are not written explicitly. That's that's what makes them set They're not written explicitly. That's what's called setre. Vilashon setre lo mashmaken. So Maharsha says, I don't like the word setre on that perush. Umetok sefri yashan. Well, doesn't tell us what the book was. He found an old book. Namati lefaresh setre mamash. Kabbalah. Okay. Vesod isur arayot. Exactly. What's the sod of this? Why the Torah forbid the sister? Why the Torah forbid the... Sod isur achoto. Why is it asur to go with a sister? Obviously there's a sod over here. Da satan monet yisem besura share olam betrab benyanoya shekain vehevel nasu achotam. Here we go. I'm just telling you we're not supposed to learn. Cain and Hevel married their sisters. Had they, they, they procreate? That to mar- no, it was just in general. They were born with their sisters. And they married, right. So therefore, guy's going to say, what do you mean? Cain and Hevel did it. And therefore, you know, guy's not going to come along and say, why should it be Asur? Asur achot ishto. En adam... Dan b'sichlo shemitato shi Yaakov shelemaita v'nasa achotishto worked for Yaakov. He married his wife's sister. Look what happened to his kids. His kids came out all beautiful. Twelve, uh, twelve diamonds. V'anek tere deshaklem v'tere ba'adadi. What's going to happen? These two guys. So the rabbi is giving reasons. 
No, but Yaakov is about that over there. And these two guys that are talking to each other. And the rabbi is giving the sword. The rabbi is telling you, I'm giving you the sword. They're not going to hear the sword. So what's going to happen? They're going to come to Yaakov and say, be mutar. They're going to go to Cain Behebel and say, it's mutar. Well, it's hard to imagine. It's in the Torah. So they're going to miss the pasuk, these guys. That's what the Gebra means. So who knows? The corrupted pasuk, maybe. Which is the rabbi is giving the Kabbalistic interpretations that why Yaakov is allowed to do it and why we're not allowed to do it. Give the whole thing. Meanwhile, the rabbi is going to say Kabbalah. It's going to happen. Oh, he's going to say Kabbalah again. No, not Kabbalah. We came for Pshat. We didn't come for Kabbalah. He opened up the Shara Kavanot again. We're going to space out until, until he's done with it. We only came for Pshat. Meanwhile, because he only came for Pshat, they're going to come messed up. That's the Maharaj's interpretation. Interesting. Okay, that's that. Let's go back for a second, Abutai. Gemara continues. Velo bereshit Which is what? You can't learn Maase bereshit Bishnai. I mean, we learned that the rabbi cannot teach two students. Well, the boss of cannot teach three students. Where do we know this? The Tanu Rabbanan, somebody's going to ask, an individual, an individual is going to ask, what happened in uh, the days of your, the earlier days, history, which is what? Masebereshit. So what do you see from here? How many kids are asking, or how many students are asking, I should say? One. Which teaches you, you can't have two students in the class when you're teaching Maaseh B'Rishim. Yachid Sho'el. Yachol. Yishayel Adam Kodim Shedevra Olam. It's saying he can ask questions. But even though the Torah says he can ask, can he even ask what happened before the creation? You can ask from Biriata Olam on. Or actually, not Biriata Olam. Sounds like Biriat Adam. Day six and on. Does that mean you can't ask of the goings on from days one to six? You can ask on those days. comes to include even the ones uh, before. Oh, so Yamara says, as she says, Liyamim Rishonim, Miyom Rishon. Good. And we go to Yom Rishon. So Yamara says, Yachol Yishel Adam, Male Mala, Male Mata, Male Fnim, Male Ahor. Can he ask all those questions? What's above the, like she, what's above the heads of the angels, what's below them, what's all the way to the east of the firmament, what's all the way to the west? Can you get involved in that stuff? You can only go within the parameters of Shamayim. So therefore, you're limited in the parameters of the world where you're able to ask and what you cannot ask. Now let's go to the Maharsha. Yachol. No yishal adam. Which means, so the, if you're allowed to learn from the six days, so what do you got to tell me from Adam? No. We need a special pasuk for Adam. If you're ready, you I can learn the previous six. From day six, then you really start to ask questions because that's the purpose of the creation. Adam. God gave him a neshama. It's really saying, the questions really should begin for us, day six. Although you're allowed to ask the first six days, but the real question is, what's the purpose? What are we doing here? Why did you create Adam? What do we have to do here? He was good in Shammai. Why did God give him a neshama? Those questions are more pertinent questions, but doesn't mean you're not, that's why, that's why the Torah gave a special, you know, focus on day six, the Birot Adam. Which means, 
תנו קודם שנברא העולם. So what is the Gemara asking according to Tosafot? Masha is going to say. What is Malifnim? You think that you could ask what's before the world? What's the question? We just told you, you could only ask from the six days. That, that shouldn't be Ahavamir. Why is the Gemara asking? Do you think that you'd be able to discuss what's before the world? You just told me that I could only ask six days. Why, why would it be Ahavamina to go before that? Why would we think that? The question is not on malifnim. It threw that in bichdi for nothing. The main question is malemala malemata malachor. It threw in Malifti, but there was no Hava Amina that you could ask before, because that already was settled. So it's not Malifti. That you can't ask what's outside the borders. Because that's outside the borders. So it's included in the other ones. Once already you're telling me I can't ask what's outside the borders of the world, so automatically I don't need the Pesukim to tell me that I, that I can only be Doresh from the six days on. That's learned from the fact that I cannot be Doresh outside the borders. He's just explaining that there's a lot of similar terminologies that we male 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 mata can really mean male fnima la or a lot of these things are the same uh, the same areas. Okay? That's today's dab. Let's stop here. Baruch Anwani Alam. Amen. Amen.